Hey, 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 and welcome to episode 200 of the Insurance Town Podcast. I am the mayor, Heath Sharon, and the host of this podcast. Guys, it is episode 200, as I said earlier. I, I It's crazy that we've made it this far, that we've done this. From just a little podcast I started uh, <laughs> in my house, in a, my bedroom, actually, of all places, um, with my iPhone, actually, um, during a pandemic. And now look at us, you know, 200 episodes later, three years later, uh, coming in our fourth year. I, I love it. Uh, I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here with me. I've got uh, a special guest today. Uh, you saw it when you clicked the episode, so no big deal, but, um, Sid Rowe, you know, who's been, uh, a a big influence in my life, a big, you know, someone who means a lot to me, uh, someone who has become family, uh, become like a best friend, a sister teammate. Uh, she was part of the first episode, the 100th episode, and now 200. And it's no coincidence. I wanted her to be on again, uh, at all those stops. So. I'm trying not to, to get emotional about it, uh, but I do. I care a lot about her, so I'm glad she's here. And we're going to get into a lot of cool conversations here, so I uh, can't wait for you to hear it. Uh, before I do, though, I do want to talk to you about uh, one of my uh, one of my favorite uh, things ever, which is my sponsors. Um, I, I couldn't do this show without my sponsors. I love them so much. Smart Choice, the fastest-growing agency network, hands down. Um, they They want to help you to be the best agency you could be. Whether you're a startup or you've been around for 20 years or uh, you need one market, you need 100 markets, reach out to smartchoiceagents.com and, uh, you know, look at the the state map um, and find your local rep, uh, find the carriers that you want, find strategies to write more commercial or more personal or more benefits, more life insurance. It's all there. They are uh, phenomenal. Smartchoiceagents.com. Also, my good friends over at Canopy Connect. Your one-click solution to getting those deck pages you need to quote your prospect, and I uh, I love working with them. They also are helping you with commercial to getting those uh, loss runs that you need. So not only deck pages but loss runs, and uh, they're just a game changer. You know, you send a link to your prospects, they click that link, they log in, and next thing you know, your dashboard is populated with all of their deck pages, their loss runs their uh, driver's list, uh, claims history, you name it. Uh, it's all there. Uh, go to usecanopy.com backslash Heath, get a demo, get a discount, all the things. Uh, they are uh, that important to me and to the show and to you. I promise you, uh, you've got to check it out. Usecanopy.com backslash Heath. Now, I got to get out of the way uh, so that we can get into this episode. I'm super excited. I'm super stoked uh, to be getting into this conversation with my good friend, Sid Rowe. Sid Rowe. I'm so excited you're here hanging out with me today. What's going on, sis? Uh, Nothing much, man. Just hanging out. Just, you know. It Rolling feels like another day at the office. We like we get to talk all the time now. It's crazy. I'm with my my coterie shirt. Uh, yes. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing the same. <laughs> it's almost like we planned this or something. <laughs> I, think look, I think it looks better on you than it does on me. I'm not gonna lie. No man, everything yeah, looks better like, on you. Yeah, because yours is lighter blue. It kind of acts. You got a little beard accent. You know, like it looks mm-hmm. good. It's it it's. It's the real MV, uh, MVP, right? Or the that real, uh, yeah. So VIP. the beard is really the mayor of insurance town, not Heath Sheeran. I don't want to say it, and, you know, <laughs> but. True, right, 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 right. Okay, so like, tell me Don't this. shave, don't, right. you're not going to do No Shave November, are you? Or are you going to do No Shave November? Because it's no, November, it's November 3rd. No, I can't do it, no. I did think about the Movember thing. They talk about like having a mustache only, but I look stupid with the stash only. Ah, uh, okay. Can't do it. Okay. Can't do it. I may have okay. to trim next week because, you know, I'm going to see you in Denver next week and I may have to look better. But, uh, okay, so enough. Okay, you're embarrassing. We're talking about me too much. So okay. let's get into you. You're my guest. Uh, my people want to hear from you, not me. I so, people. okay. All yeah, right. I have people. I have citizens. Um, and they, <laughs> and they love you. They love you um, because 
I mean, again, while we're talking about me, you were on my very first episode. So before you, this show even came in existence. Yeah. You, know, you and I were talking on the phone about it. And you helped me to push me to do it. So you're my first one. You helped me celebrate my 100th episode. And now it's this one's going to be my 200th episode. So I'm pretty pumped about that. And it's really cool that our friendships evolved throughout these 200 episodes. And you're like family. You're like my my best friend, my sister, my teammate to my worker my my boss my all kinds of things so like our worlds are really intertwined in a lot of ways now it's kind of crazy so true in the best ways yeah in the best ways but i did want you to talk about okay so you just finished uh, another how many iron men have you done now you just finished one not too long ago yeah i've, I've only done two full iron men okay so, so two that's more than 95 percent of my audience has ever done so okay. it's pretty impressive <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, that's not a, a call people. out. It's not oh. a call out. Yeah, I was gonna say, what are you trying to say about the people listening? You don't know, man. They they could all be running Iron Man, and you don't they, know. They could. <laughs> they very well could. But I, <laughs> I'm gonna say no. Um, and I love you. If this is your call out to get off the couch and go run Iron Man, you're welcome. But yeah, I don't think it is. Yes. <laughs> but so you've done two. How many half or quarter Iron Man or anything like that have you done? Okay, so I've done. Three and three quarters of for a half Ironman. So I, I okay. technically I DNF'd, which means I didn't finish uh, okay. one of my half Ironman. And I'm going to blame it on the fact that I had COVID 13 uh, yeah. days before I raced. Sure. And I made it three miles into the run. And the bike elevation was about 5,000 feet. So it was a tough race. Um, but my body just gave out on me at mile three. I was, it didn't, I didn't have anything in me at that point. Okay. So and that sucks for you that you didn't get to finish that. So yeah, clearly uh, I have some hard, some like repressed yeah. feelings about it that are coming out. <laughs> so like a hundred years ago, I was training for a marathon before my car accidents. This has been like 2013 or 14. I was training yeah. for a marathon with the Little Rock Marathon group. And I, I got, did all the long distance trainings, did all the things like for a whole year, I trained for a marathon. It's like, I'm going to run a marathon. Um, and I was all set to go. I got day of, I guessed, I mean, I completely gassed out yep. and I thought, yep. um, you know, I, I can't do this anymore. I'm done. Like most people would push through the pain and get through it, but I was younger and immature and didn't know any better back then. So I just quit. Um, and I couldn't do it anymore. So I mm -hmm. thought when I got there, I was like, at least they'll give me a half marathon medal. Didn't work that way. They told me you didn't finish. So you don't get the half marathon medal. You didn't finish at all. So you get a, a big loser trophy. And I so, mean, listen, in my book, you ran a half marathon. There's an invisible, that's the way I look there's at an invisible it, I award on your on your wall in my book. So. I, I get a DNF for not finishing the marathon. But I did go, I did like 18 or so. I, I, I just remember yeah, that's dying. Good. It's 26, so you almost made it, dude. That's that's close. That's what, don't say that because that makes it feel no. worse. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, what's some of the lessons yeah. you've learned of being a triathlete or an Iron Man? And yeah. does that bother you in today's culture to Iron Man and not Iron Woman? Um, you know, it, it's kind of annoying, like you know, like or Iron Person. But it still would be weird for me to say Iron Person. Yeah. So I don't mind saying Iron Man. But, yeah. you know, there's people who walk around with shirts that say, like, Iron Woman or something. And there's, like, or, whoa, some man. sort of, yeah. yeah, or yeah. something like that. So, you know, people kind of make it their own. It's all good. Gotcha. Um, okay, so lessons you've learned. Lessons Either about I've yourself learned. or Yeah. Um, okay, so let's go back to the very beginning of... Sid okay. deciding she was going to do triathlon hadn't run more than I don't know four miles in my life <laughs> didn't okay. have a bike okay hadn't swam in a pool and I don't know a long time and I'm not <laughs> counting hot tubs <laughs> right <laughs> okay so I was at a point in my life where I wanted to test my limits okay. and see what I was capable of physically and, and mentally too. I knew that some sort of physical test would be mental to some point. Right. So I Googled 
Ironman coaches near me. Okay. And I. And that worked. Yeah. And then I just Something walked in. Okay. Something popped up. Yeah. I, well, I, I looked at a couple websites and there was one, you know, they the coaches talk about themselves on the website. And I'm a marketer, so I kind of know what to look for. And I liked this one website. They had good marketing. I liked the little bios about the coaches. And there was one coach in particular that really stood out to me. Okay, so, so went, let me ask you this. Is this a male or a female? Female, also okay. gay. So I was like, uh, I was like, all right, I want to be coached by you. And I'm going to do an Ironman in one year. That was <laughs> my plan. Yeah. And she was like, she started, first she took me serious. She's like, oh, okay, sit down. You know, like I got a couple questions to ask you. She's like, all right, so you know, have you done a marathon before? And I was like, no. Uh, nope. <laughs> She's like, okay, have you done a half marathon before? And I was like, no. Have you done a 6K <laughs> before? And I was like, no. Have you done a 5K? I was like, yes, I have done a 5K. So we're good. Big, check, check, we're ready. Day. I've done 3.2 miles. I can do, do an Ironman. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, and then she asked if I had biked or done any bike races or swam. And I was like, no, 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 no. And she said, well, look, I can get you across the finish line in a year if you really want me to. That's we can do that. Right. You'll 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 finish it. Yeah. Um, but if you're really interested in triathlon and you like really want to take it seriously and do well, not just finish, if you want to race it, then it's going to you're going to need to push that full Ironman out two years because I need time to get you in into shape for it and, and whatnot. And I was like, oh my God, like, first of all, sit and commitment was not two, th two things that did not go well together. Right. Like, no, that's a long time, <laughs> yeah. you know, no, no, no. So I went home, I said, I'm going to have to think about this. I went home, I wrestled with it. I called her two days later and I was like, okay, I'm committing. I'm committing to two years. Let's do this. And we met, we put together a race plan. So I locked myself in on day one to two years of like triathlon training. Um, and but at this point, I, you didn't have quite the passion that you have for it now. It was just more of like a thing to check off a bucket list for you. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it okay. was. It was. And I remember, I remember that night when I was wrestling with it, what I was wrestling with in my head was, Am I doing this for a Facebook post or am I doing this regardless of a Facebook post? Yeah. Right. Like, am I doing it for other people so other people can see, you know, how strong I am or whatever it might be? Or am I really doing it to show myself something? And yeah. when I wrestled with that and the answer came back, I, I really want to do this for myself. That's when I made the bigger commitment to go two years. Um, I mean, that'll preach all day long right there. I mean, you have to have that motivation yeah. beyond of everybody else or two years isn't going to make, you wouldn't make it two years if it was for everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. And that, that's probably the first lesson was I didn't have a lot of discipline in my life at that point. Yeah. Um, I, you know, control is something that I, you know, wrestle with because I like to make goals and plans. And then I like to control all the things around me so that all those plans and goals go the correct way. Right. And so there's a difference between that type of living your life that way, where you're like constantly in control or controlling things. And then recognizing that you actually don't have control, even when you think you do but you can have the discipline to accomplish what you want to accomplish regardless of the challenges and roadblocks that come up. Right. Because yeah. a lot of times if you have a plan or a goal and you want to control everything and then it doesn't go your way, you kind of fall off the bandwagon. Right. And this was the first time in my life that I had said, no, I'm going to, I'm going to do this Ironman and I'm going to race it. I'm not going to finish it. I'm going to race it. So I'm going to push myself as hard as I can for two years and have the discipline to overcome any challenges or roadblocks that come up between now and, you know, that finish line. So it, it taught me a lot. Um, just the act of like, you know, waking up five days a week at 
who knows what time, right? To go bike, run, or yeah. swim, strength, uh, for fifty-two weeks out of the year, at for two for two years, right? Like that's what she did. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that that's probably the first lesson I would say was that discipline. Um, and to take that from that person who just wanted to check off and wrestling with checking off a bucket list making sure it's for you and not somebody else to now fast forwarding however many years it's been. And then recently, you know, I know this, I'd love for you to share with the audience now, like how did you do in your last, what, what was the outcome of your last, your last race most recently? And, and tell me uh, the audience of what is next. Cause I'm excited hoping, about this. I was hoping you weren't going to make me say it. Uh, Cause I don't, it, what I will say is what I'm excited about, what I want you to get to, and I'll say this out loud. If I'm right or wrong, you can correct me. But from what I understand, the last one that you raced in, you qualified for like the world championship of triathlons, correct? Yeah. Yep. Is that how you can pronounce it? Is that what it's called? The worlds or the world championships or the. Yep. Yep. It's just, it's, it's basically like step like, below Olympic athlete. Like you're a badass now. You're like, no. you're, okay. Hold, 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 sir. Let no, me not- say that. Okay. All right. You say it, but Olympic <laughs> athletes are like, that's a whole nother level, man. That's okay. like, well, you, okay. Let's just yeah, leave it I at mean, world. I may edit that part out, <laughs> but the world, <laughs> like you made it to the world championships. Where is that at? That is, uh, it's in France next year. So, and you're yeah. going, yep. I'm going to go. And you're committed to it. Committed to it. Yep. We got one more, one more year in me, at least one more Ironman. So I can say I did three, you know? Dude. And so if anybody right now listening wants to sponsor her trip to France, you know, <laughs> let me know and I'll make sure that, you know, you get your name somewhere on her shirt somewhere while she's running and she'll hold up a sign that says I'm sponsored by hundred percent. I'll just start shouting at the crowd, like sharing yeah. insurance, you know, or yeah. like <laughs> yeah, whatever it might podcast be. or PIA Arkansas. That's right. Or it could be, you know, uh, you could have a shirt just drink beer, run triathlons, coder insurance. Whatever, but anyway, uh, no, I, I think uh, I think that's super cool because not a lot of people that I have ever known in my life have made it to the world. Yeah, they they just take the top, you know, five percent to ten percent. Depending, that's uh, huge. Top five percent. Yeah, it's You're cool. playing it's that fun. down way too far. That's huge. It's fun. Yeah, it's it'll be it'll be it'll be it'll be interesting to be with. That's like, you know, just I mean, people just continuing to push the boundaries of human limits i'm excited to be in their presence right like that's that's inspiring that's really cool that is super cool and so i feel lucky to be there for sure i also know that this past triathlon that you ran when was this september no when was this the one you just finished recently yeah september september Yep. So since you and i work together more often I'm, i'm around you more often now i know leading up to that you had some things going on, like physically, like you were sick or you had something going on. You were yeah, not man. at the tip top shape and yet you still finished in the top. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, part of it was being sick. Um, I think my body was just worn down from all the training and my mom and my sister came to that race too, which I think was amazing on the one hand. And you know, my family and I have a a long history. My mom and I didn't talk for 10 years. This was the first time I'd seen her in two. Um, And so her being there was uh, both really exciting and also I think gave me a little anxiety. So I was, you know, I think just all the stress wore on me and I picked something up. Uh, But I I took, uh, I thought it was, I Honestly, I thought it might have been COVID again. So I started taking Paxlovid. And then the day before the race, I stopped taking the Paxlovid and I felt okay enough to race. So I was yeah. like, you know, and that's that's kind of how I do it, right? Is again, you're not in control of life, right? Like things are going to come up. You're going to have roadblocks. I got sick four days before I was supposed to start, you know, get on the start line. Well, what do I do today, right? I'm going to sleep. I'm going to, Man, it, I'm going to drink water. I'm going to eat right. I'm going to get some medicine. What am I going to do tomorrow? I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to take care of my body. My priority is just getting as as best I can right to to the race. And then you know, if it works out on Sunday morning, it works out. And if it doesn't, it wasn't meant to be, and that's okay. 
Um, and so, but you know, it worked out. So it was great. It was awesome. Incredible. Um, and so I, I was going to say, let me, let me say one more thing to the peeps listening to this. Cause yeah. I, I was, this is really the first time I've talked about my triathlon journey and yeah, I do want to make sure that it, as you guys listen to this, you take something, you know, really valuable away and, and everybody runs their own Ironman, yeah. right? When I see people starting businesses, starting podcasts, starting families, yes. uh, trying something new that is running an Ironman. Right. And, and whatever that commitment you make is to yourself and to other people, when you have the discipline to follow through with it, I'll never forget. Um, there was one, 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 uh, training session that I had, this was maybe three or four weeks before this last uh, Ironman I did, the talk inside your head is really important. And I'm battling this, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do this. And then in response to that, right, my my thought process used to be, no, I can do this, right? And sort of this battle between, ah, Sid, you can't do this, this is too hard, your legs hurt, you're out of breath. You don't have enough sodium. You, you're not hydrated enough. This isn't comfortable. It's really painful. How much longer do we have to go? I can't do this. And then there's this, no, I can do this. I'm stronger than my pain. I'm going to beat my pain. And you almost go looking for the pain to find that strength, right? To see, to test that limit. And I'll never forget during this training session, I came up to this hill and cause there's so many freaking hills out in Virginia. And I look up it and for the first time, when I heard that, I can't, I can't, I can't. In response, I said, no, I just will. I will do it. Not I can, not I'm strong enough, not I'm powerful enough. It was almost like this debate that I allowed myself to get into with myself, quieted down. And there was this peace when I found that voice that said, I will do this. I'm not going to argue with you anymore. I'm not going to talk. Oh, I can't, I can't. I'm just going to do it. Right. And, uh, and I think honestly, that's been like, yes, the discipline's amazing. And that's a great habit to have. And it helps me in a lot of areas in my life. But I think through cultivating that discipline, I empowered this uh, force inside me that I would call willpower right? When people talk about your strength of will, like mm -hmm. I came into touch with that in a really meaningful way, in a way that I was very self-aware of. And that's been kind of a life-changing thing for me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, I think, that's I hope amazing. that that helps those who are oh, running yeah. an Ironman, you know, to just 100%. stay true. Don't, 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 don't quit. Right. There's yeah, a, don't. There's, and that's there's a redemptive thing. fire. Yeah, I, I think that's amazing that you say that. I so I have this, and I think most families do, but for me personally, I've had this thing within my. I have three kids, uh, and the audience knows this. You know this, but those who are new or listening because they saw Sid Rowe on here, you don't know this about me. I have three kids, and our motto in the, in our family is Sharon's don't quit. Like we never quit, you know, no matter what. So it started as when my kids were like kids, like three, four, five, six, whatever, young, and they started in sports, and I was like, okay. If you start soccer, you're not quitting to the end of the season. Like, I don't care if you don't like it. You know, if you don't like dance, you're not quitting. You know, if you don't like whatever, you're not quitting. You know, because I see a lot of kids like halfway through the season, like, oh, I don't like it. And they just quit. And I'm like, you're not doing it. And then it just became a motto for everything. You know, if they would do something I've seen, you know, my kids are now teenagers and I've seen them over the years of like realizing the hard shit that they can do, you know, if they just put their mind to it, put their, their head down and work. And, um, you know, it all comes down to like, I'll hear them say to their friends, like, we don't quit. So hang on a minute. We're going to get through this. Or I'm not quitting. Or I've watched them push themselves. I don't say it anymore. Like yeah. I just hear them talking to each other and, um, you know, I could hear them and making me tear up thinking about it, but I could hear them telling each other, we don't quit. You know, dad's counting yeah. on us to do this. We don't. And so I think if you can get that, like, once you activate that in yourself, I think it can help you to realize you can do hard things. You know, you can yeah. make it through things. You activated that in yourself. And now, like, if you, I feel like if you can get through that, that's got to translate into other aspects of your life, whether it's business, whether it's personal, whether it's you name it, whatever it might be, it's got to be something like, I, I could do hard things. Like, 
There's nothing that I can't get through. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's not a can or can't. It's just do you do you want to do it? Do you have the willpower to stick it out and get through yeah. the hard stuff? Because there's going to be hard stuff, no matter what decision you make. It's all hard, right? What do you What do you want? Like, and does your is your willpower yeah. strong enough? I think too, like. We're at a mid-roll ad, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm so excited that uh, we are because I want to talk to you about my friends over at Manscaped. Uh, they have some phenomenal products out there. Uh, but just recently, uh, as I was packing my bags uh, to head on a trip, I was able to grab the Handyman, which is uh, this compact, incredible razor um, that has uh, dual blade technology for trimming and shaving and it's got magnetic to, to catch the hair so they don't fall over me, whatever. And it's so easy, compact tool that they can just stick in a in the, the little carrying case that comes in, throw it in your bag. Uh, it's got like a six-hour battery length. So I don't even have to bring a charger or anything. I just toss it in there, you know, do my my shaving for, you know, my five minutes. So that thing will last me forever. You know, it's got to do my neck and get out of here, you know. So, uh, so fantastic. Um, it's got a, uh, a battery light on there. So if it does start to run low, it'll show you, you know, uh, when it's about to run low. So it'll just stop halfway through your face. You got to check it out, um, the handyman. Um, so I know I, I get messages all the time. People giggle when they hear me talk about um, precision engineered tools for your family jewels. But they also have products for your face. Uh, and for your eyebrows and for your ear hair, hairs and things like that, too. That's hard for me to say ear hairs, uh, but check it out, manscaped.com. Uh, use the code MAYOR at checkout, get 20% off, plus free shipping. That's huge. Game changer there. Um, okay. Also, um, my good friends over at Old School Marketing, O-L-D-E, schoolmarketing.com. Uh, you got to check it out. They have a new school approach to old school marketing. Uh, with direct mail pieces, but they don't just do your typical direct mail. They do it in a drip style. They do it handwritten notes um, where it looks like grandma sent you something and everybody loves a good note from grandma, especially this day and age in this time of year, I should say with the most wonderful time of the year. So you could open up something from grandma and, uh, but it's actually from your agency. Fantastic. Uh, anyhow, oldschoolmarketing.com. Check it out. Tell Rusty that I sent you. Use the code TOWN10 and get a discount. Um, now, let's get back to the show. I love that phrase, don't quit. But I think people might hear, oh, that means that if I make a decision to do something, then I can never stop doing that thing or not do that thing. Right. right. Like, if I decide to do football, I have to always do football. Right. And that's not really the definition of don't quit. You tell me, but this is what I'm hearing when you're saying that. Quitting is different than moving on to something or moving forward into something different or better, right? So like, let's say that you your kiddo starts doing football and realize, and he, he wants to be quarterback, right? And then realizes like, oh, shoot, I'm... I'm like not good enough to, to be court enough or, or maybe there's somebody else who's just better, has a better throw, whatever it is. Right. If he can get through whatever emotion he's feeling or she or whoever it is. Right. And say, <laughs> you know what F football doesn't define me. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that, that he or she has to go become the quarterback tomorrow, right. but here they're not afraid to do the work. Right. And they have the discipline to know that they if they want it, there's a there's a spot there on the team, whatever that looks like. It may not be their vision of it, but it could be something different. Right. That's that's and, and let's say like in the future. Right. There's you stick it out with that for a year or two and then decide, you know what? I actually think soccer might be a better fit for me. Sport. My, my throw isn't good, but my kick's great. Exactly. Right? Or to break it down even easier for, you know, for me as a father to help explain it and maybe like, I have a picky, my middle child's super picky eater. And so there's times I'll make, because I cook all the food or whatever at the house, and there's times I'll make a new vegetable they've never had before. And I'm like, you're going to try it. If you don't like it, that's fine, but you're mm -hmm. going to try it. And so yeah. I, I equate that to this conversation of like, I, I don't care. Like quitting is not you know, trying like quitting would be like spitting it out and not swallowing it, you know, you know, as far as the food goes or trying out for football, making the team, then quitting halfway through, you're going to commit, see it through, you know, you're going to try the broccoli or you're going to try the asparagus. Or you're going to try it. 
you know, finish what's on your plate. And if you don't like it, fine. You know, and here's the clunky transition to insurance. If you decide you're going to try a new niche or you're going to try a new marketing campaign, or you're going to try this or that, go all in, give it a shot. If it doesn't work out, okay, that's fine. But you don't quit halfway through it. You don't pivot right in the middle of it and be like, oh, this doesn't work. See it yeah. through, you know, or whatever the business, you know, plan is, you know, try to see it through. Don't that to me, quitting is just like, well, it didn't work after two emails. I'm done. Or I cold called five people. And I didn't get a yes. I'm done. I quit. I'm going to the golf course. It doesn't work that way. Commit through, see it all the way out. Anyhow, um, no, I think it's cool. There's a lot of parallels there between, you know, sports, Ironman, things like there's a reason why people use sports analogies for a lot of things. Um, and it's really funny, you know, as I've gotten to know you over the years, like your, most of your sports analogies are triathlons or soccer. Cause those are things, you know, but mm -hmm. they translate and they work, you yeah. know? And so you throwing out a football reference just minutes ago of like quarterback. And I, was, well, I, I, had to, All right. I had to pivot pretty quick. Cause I was like, I don't know if it's, is it a field Go goal? Sports ball. A no, I... what, what are we talking about here? I don't know. Throws quarterback quarterbacks. All I know. Sports ball. No, it was great. Uh, it was fantastic. Um, <laughs> okay. So one question I have gotten, and, I, and maybe you can yeah. help me answer this question. So you're asking me about mailbag or questions I've gotten. One that I've gotten a lot over the last four or five months is people asking me what, you know, what we do on our team at Vertifor. Like, what are you doing now at Vertifor? And so I try to explain mm -hmm. to them my title, senior content marketing manager. Um, I try to explain to them on the demand general or demand generation you know, marketing team. I try to explain to them some of the things that we do and, you know, you being the head of the agency marketing team, whatever, there's a lot that we do, but it's hard to explain. And so when yeah, I start yeah, trying yeah. to explain demand gen and people are like, what does that even, what does that mean? I think a yeah. lot of agencies could employ demand gen strategies in their agency, or they may already do it. Don't call it that, but maybe you could explain a little bit about what that means, what demand gen what demand gen is as far as marketing? Yeah, some value there for agencies to understand what it is. And they may be doing, they may be deploying demand gen strategies. They just don't know right. it. Right. Um, as far as the, what we do, like yeah. Sid and Heath and the team, yeah. um, there's really two, two primary goals that we have. One is external and one is internal. Okay, so both of them revolve around making sure that the insurance industry is better connected to the Vertifor team. That has been a struggle for Vertifor for quite a while. And when I joined the team, you know, about a year and a half ago, two years now-ish, um, that was why I joined the team because I, I could see that there were a lot of, there were, there was a good group of people within Vertifor who are really trying to make meaningful change. And unfortunately that story wasn't being told. And so it felt like there's this big disconnect between what was happening inside Vertifor and the industry. So, so one is how well are we telling that story right yeah. to the industry and how well, if you ask any given insurance agent, like what's Vertifor doing, um, you know, how well can they answer that question, right? We want to make sure they can answer that question really well, really accurately, and be inspired and excited about what we're doing. Not only do we take the message of what's going on inside Vertifor out so that we're connected, we also take what's going on within the insurance industry into Vertifor, right? So very I call- well Yeah, very well said. The marketing team is really the beating heart of Vertifor. We're the soul of Vertifor, right? So we are the, the voice or the champion of the agent. And then we bring that in so that when product decides to build their roadmap or create their roadmap, they build it in a way that's meaningful to the agent. Right? Building product for product's sake, that's nobody needs more product or more technology or more no. anything, right? What they need is something that, that specifically benefits the agent, right? Specifically serves the customer. And, and if and we're can, not I just, can I just say on that note real quick, uh, yeah. that's something that 
it's cool to me to see since I've been here now almost or a little over six months, I think. I've noticed there's a real, for lack of better words, give a shit within the marketing team of like, they may not be in our industry, but they care about the end user. Like I've seen so many people on our team that again, can't spell insurance necessarily, but they love the industry and they want to know like, what are the agents dealing with right now? What are they handling? And like, mm-hmm. you and I get to be a part of projects of like day in the life videos of like, you know, showing what an agency looks like behind the curtain because our people want to know. And yeah. like, you know, just a, a little pull back the curtain. One of our team members who's never been in the insurance industry ever sent an email and said, I'd like to get my license. You think that'd be a good idea? You would tell that story. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, that's a great idea. I mean, I I don't know. Was it on a Saturday too? I feel like it was on Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. It was a random thing. And I was like, of course, that'd be great. I don't know how much it would help you in your job, (laughs) but if you want to learn insurance, great. And you and I were really encouraging this person to do that. And I just thought, how cool, you know, the technology company, like they really do care. Like you said, to go back to what you said a minute ago, to create products, create product, whatever. But to know all the meetings that go on behind the scenes and all the agents that we talk to, to help them connect or help us connect the dots and the webinars and the things that we do to make it all. I don't know. It's just super cool. I was. Anyway. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I, I mean, look at the end of the day, Vertifor is a business and it has to make money to survive. Yeah. Um, so there is that part of it. Team itself, not just marketing, but product. Um the uh, development, uh, customer success, professional services, you know, Olivia Schmidt's on that team now. Like there's just a lot of really good people that truly care about the agent. Now, unfortunately, not all of them have the experience that we have. And so even if they care, uh, you know, there's there's definitely like a like an experience gap there. And that's why it's sure. really cool that, you know, you're a part of the team because you just took the like, percentage of insurance knowledge and slammed it up to, you know, near a hundred percent, making up for everybody's life. There's sort of two, two reasons I take a job, right? One is, can I bring value to the company? Is there a fit there? If, if there, if I'm not bringing value, then things are not going to go well. Right. Yeah. The other part of it is, am I getting value from the job? There has to be a mutual exchange there. And I don't mean monetary, like I can sound anywhere right yeah i want more than that i want i want some sort of value for my professional career and i want to be able to bring intellectual property to them right so so as long as there's that exchange we're good so you know we talked about the first part the 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 second part is i didn't have any corporate experience like i'm an insurance kid my dad runs a small business in newport ritchie florida you know he's got 10 15 people working for him great little shop uh, nonprofit and construction in a great market. When I came to Vertifor, I had no clue what demand generation was. So if you're hearing that term and you're like, Sid, what is this? That's okay. Like it is a yeah. it is a purely corporate term that we came up with to help people understand what box they fit in, right? Because that's yeah. kind of how corporate works. Um, and that's why it works so well because everybody knows their lane and you stay in your lane, you get stuff done, you can be efficient. It's awesome. Okay. So in, and demand generation is all about not educating people on, uh, you know, what the uh, educating a client on what product they have, right? That's product marketing. It's re- it's a revenue generating department that helps prospects or clients who don't have a certain product get really excited about that product or that solution and then educate them on whether it's a right fit for them or not. Right. So, so you, and this is why I say you guys are probably running demand generation plays right now. You know, that could be, let's say you wanted to host a, let's say you, you want to cross sell health insurance to your businesses, right. Help them understand health insurance. Well, you could run a demand generation campaign um, to say, hey, here's the changes coming up for 2024 on health insurance. Um, you have a list of people, you invite them to that webinar, yep. you crush the content, um, you know, just absolutely get people pumped. 
they walk away. They're like, man, that guy knew what he was talking about. That's awesome. That, that lady. And, you know, after they leave the webinar, you give them a call and you say, Hey, so I came to this webinar, uh, means you're interested in health insurance to some respect. You have it today. Let's, can I help? Let's talk about it. How's your relationship with your agent? You feel like you're getting enough attention, you know, whatever that looks like. And then now they're in your, you know, your sales funnel. So that, that would be like an example of, you know, maybe demand gen and insurance. I don't know. Does that help? You think that's I helpful? think it will. I, I think, I guess my question to you, and one of the things that I've gotten in my email um, is, you know, as far as demand gen, you know, most agencies use some sort of social media strategy, you know, um, yeah. you know, they'll, you know, post something about maybe some new product they've got going on, or this is going on, or just to get them excited about their agency or what they're doing in the community. I think that's demand gen strategy for the agency, at least, you know, to get people yeah. excited about working with their agency. So yeah. to answer the question and it'll save me a mayor, a mayor solo episode. Um, I think, yes, you know, I think that's demand gen for your agency. You know, if you're posting a video of you guys handing out food to homeless people at Thanksgiving time or working in a food bank to put together food kits for whatever needy people, or you're buying presents for orphan kids, whatever it might be. And you're showing that, or you're showing your agency, I don't know, doing stuff. I think that's demand gen for your agency and showing what a cool group you are. Yeah. I mean, look, like I've moved a couple of times and every time I move, I have to find a new person to cut my hair. Hate it. Absolutely freaking hate it. Like I get, get yeah. you know, bought into a person, we get into a groove, they know my hair, we have a good thing going. And then I'm like, yeah, it's oh, your shoot. therapist. Yeah. It's my therapist. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Did you yeah, know that? I may have. I don't know. I, or I may have heard it from my wife. I don't know. But I think. Okay. I was going to say, yeah. that sounds like something Stacey would say. It totally um, probably is. I probably ripped it from her. But yeah. So like, here's the thing yeah. that there's a, you know, bunch of hair salons that do a great job with generating demand, meaning yes. they have a great Yelp profile. They make sure that they're <laughs> intentionally getting reviews. Yeah. They have a Google local profile. Uh, you know, maybe they're featured in local papers. Uh, you know, maybe they have a billboard. Who knows, right? Maybe they do social ads to people in a certain zip code, um, you know, with cool haircuts and all kinds of crazy colors. Yeah. Um, that's generating demand for the service that they're providing, right? And so like, yeah, I mean, everybody, the reason I say that is because, and the reason this is something agencies should think about is because most of your prospects are probably looking at you online before they talk to you in person, period. Yeah. Like, yeah. guarantee it. 100%. And, and if you're not there, then somebody else is generating demand or capturing that attention and you're not. So I completely agree. And I think right now, it's no secret, we're in a hard market. Uh, life sucks for a lot of agencies right now, especially ones listing right now, you know, and they're beating their head against a wall every day because pricing and the hard market and whatnot. I think right now you need to focus on demand gen instead of you know, trying to sell on price. You got to look for value and you got to get them excited about something other than price. I think yeah. for the past five or six years, not the past five, but the the soft market cycle we were going through was ridiculously, you know, like price driven in the other direction of like, I can save you 15% or more by, you know, spending 15 minutes or less with Geico. And you had this messaging that was driven home of, mm -hmm. Price mm -hmm. is so important above everything else. And now we're getting into a cycle where the good agents are going to rise to the top, the ones that can focus on value and they can focus on speed and efficiency and they can focus on, you know, meeting them where they are will be a whole lot better off than those that are like, oh, caveman and flow and 15% and save money, save money. I think that's, yeah. I don't know. I think, no, I think you're right. I think the way, so to me, that's, and this is why, by the way, I freaking love you and having you on the team. And I'm just like so pumped. Like the way you ge generating demand, as a step back for a sec, not all demand gen is equal. Yeah. 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 
not all demand gen is equal, right? So, you know, previous to Heath Sheeran joining the Vertifor team, like the, yeah, we were generating demand, but what kind of demand was it? What messaging were we using? What were the sales conversations like after we had these, you know, social campaigns and webinars? Like what kind of conversations were we starting with our prospects before they got on the phone with sales? And I'll tell you right now, I don't know they were the best conversations because you have to have somebody in seat who knows how to talk to people, like knows their problems, knows how to lead that conversation. And like, it's, it's hard to do. It's very mm-hmm. hard to do. So I, I, I agree that like going out there and saying, well, I'm going to generate demand and then having a price-based marketing campaign yeah. like it's not the same as saying hey man look like i don't know if i can get you the cheapest price but i do know that i'm going to get you the best coverage Bingo. And i know i'm going to be an advisor for you so 100 percent. you know i think you're you're dead on there um and so you know i noticed the clock and it's already ah well, no don't say it sucks, sucks so bad because I, I know you have a hard stop and oh, i love coterie speaking of great insurance uh (laughs) so the last thing that i will say and then i'm gonna we'll wrap up here in a minute is um about vertifor is what oh that's funny i was raising my hand in my emotion thing or the anyway so um the thing about vertifor that i love and and i've i'm hoping i'm coined this because i love it i said it on our podcast with margo um so oh, that was such an epic podcast, dude. Oh, so good. But I, I oh, love good. this about Vertifor. I mean this. I said it yesterday on a, a webinar that I was doing with uh, our good friends over at Catalyst. Yep. The thing about Vertifor, yes, we're a big, massive company that controls a lot of you know things, and we represent some large percentage of the largest agencies and the smaller. Anyway, we have that going for us. But I think we also, with so many different products and product marketing teams, all the things that we do. We also operate as a fleet of speedboats that we can, you know, be able to be nimble and move with the market with our separate products and with the things that we have going on. So, yes, you know, we're large enough that we can make some waves and make some moves and, you know, do some things there. But we can also be nimble and be able to operate in that other way. And so I think that's super cool about what we do. And so and I love seeing the backside of that. Um and being able to see what's going on there and coming up with those strategies with you and with our team of how that operates and what that looks like. Super cool. Um, so again, you know, I think creating demand for these different products and for our company is so much fun. Uh, but again, this is not the Vertifor podcast or Vertifor show, but I did want to bring that up just having you on here. So um, anything, anything you want to add to that or you think I'm wrong in that? No, a hundred percent. I, I think, uh, especially, you know, every year that, especially post COVID, um, you know, it's been interesting to watch Vertiford deal with a post COVID world when they invested so heavily in physical real estate. I mean, we own or rent a pretty nice size, uh, office building, you know, office space in a, in a big office right. building downtown. And, you know, most people, uh, there, there are days when, you know, we'll sort of have a day when everybody comes into the office, but most people in today's world are, are at home, right? Cause they can be with their kids. They don't have to travel. And, you know, thankfully Vertifor makes that easy for people, right? They're very yeah. flexible and say, okay, Hey, look, in a post COVID world, like we get it. Um, and so if that's, what's going on with employees, like obviously the same thing's going on with, with prospects, with clients, right. You have to be able to connect with them without seeing them, right. Or being with them physically or having a place where they can go physically. And, uh, you know, I, I think the more and more agencies really 
challenge themselves and wrestle with, am I meeting my, my prospects, my clients, my employees, where they're at in this post-COVID, you know, more digital world that's not becoming less digital. Right. Um, you know, we might be like kind of maintaining at this point, but we're not going back to the way it was. Uh, you know, how how are you doing that? And I think, you know, think about demand gen strategies. Think about the, you know, online reputation you have. Think about the blogs you put out. Think about that stuff because if you're not, somebody else is, so... Um, this is, do, this is why yeah. I love you. I mean, you're I, we could scratch each other's back on this, but I do love you for this because I don't know you're so good at what you do and you're so good at articulating things and bringing things back around. You know, whether it's crushing it at Vertifor and doing marketing things here, speaking on stages last week about ChatGPT, or you know, coming on podcast or whatever you're doing, I, you're always crushing everything, and so I appreciate that. If people do want to find you, is there a way that people like LinkedIn best way to find you or is it an email address? Of what yeah. Time? Yeah. Yeah. LinkedIn would be awesome. LinkedIn okay. would be awesome. Or call Coterie and tell them. Just I love it. Um, that, <laughs> that's hilarious. So um, yeah, I don't even know what to say after that. I, uh, I do appreciate you. I love you for being a part of the 200th episode. I'll talk to you again, another hundred episodes. Actually, I'll talk to you in like an hour, but in the next, uh, you know, 200 episodes or whatever, I can't wait to have you on again. Find her on LinkedIn, follow her, you know, listen closely because she's got a lot of cool stuff to say. And if you want to get off the couch and go run an Ironman, call her about that too, or reach out to her. She can help you do that too. But um, if you want to sponsor her, to oh, go to France, I'll shout, I'll shout be a professional. agencies, listen. Uh, you, you pay me by the mile. I'll shout every mile. Like you tell, no, yeah, there's 140 awesome. miles. That's 140 times. I'll say your name. There you go. That's, that's perfect. Love it. <laughs> Dude, you're awesome. I, I appreciate right back it. At I'll you. let you get to your hard stop, to whatever you got to do next and crush it. So okay. have a good one. <laughs>